Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is March 9th. Today we are going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me blog and I want to go into Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9 is part of this week's Come Follow Me blog, but every single one of these stories found in Luke chapter 9 is found in different gospels later on this year. And so I'm going to save these stories, but I didn't want you to think that I was skipping over these stories because these stories are fantastic. Stories about Jesus feeding the 5,000, Peter testifying of Christ, the story of the transfiguration, all of those things are found in Luke chapter 9, but they're also found later on in other gospels, and we'll get to them in later weeks. So let's continue on in this week's Come Follow Me block in the book of Matthew. Now, we're going to move on to Matthew chapter 10, but before we get there, there's something I want you to consider because this is something I've always wondered about in the New Testament. In the book of Matthew, after the Savior raises Jairus' daughter from the dead, it says that he departed and two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Now, the thing that I've always wondered about, and I don't mean this flippantly at all, I'm not trying to be funny, but how did the blind men follow him? It says that they followed him and that they cried out to him. He didn't really respond to them, but kept walking. And eventually he went into a house and they went in with him. How did they know where he was? How did they know how to follow him or where he was going to follow him? It's something that I have seriously always wondered. And as we were talking about the man with the palsy being healed, being brought by his friends, it made me wonder, were there people bringing the blind men to Christ? guiding them to Christ? If not, what other method did they have? Maybe they had canes and they could feel along for him. Maybe they could listen for him. Maybe they were talking to him and he was talking back. I don't know. But it made me wonder and it made me ask myself, what do I use? What do I have at my disposal to better follow Christ? Is there someone guiding me? Do I use the words of the prophets and the apostles to guide me to Christ? Am I feeling for Christ? Am I using the Holy Spirit whose purpose is to testify of Christ and to lead us to Christ? Do I stay in contact with the Holy Ghost and do I stay worthy of that Holy Ghost so that I can find Christ every day? Am I speaking? Can it be through conversation? Are my prayers leading me to Christ? I don't have the answer here. I wish the scriptures gave me an answer. I don't know how the blind men followed Christ. But what I do know is that it leads me to ask myself, how do I follow the Savior? Because I can't follow him by sight. He is not physically here with me that I can watch him and follow him by sight. The blind men couldn't follow him by sight, but they clearly had another way to find him. And my friends, I testify that our Father in heaven has given us ways to find the Savior. We can be led and guided to him through prophets and apostles. We can find him through conversation, through talking, in prayer. We can find him as the Holy Ghost testifies of him and we can feel after him. But in whatever way, whatever our method is, let us be sure that we are consistently doing whatever it takes to find Christ as these men did. C.S. Lewis once said, Look for Christ, and you will find him, and with him, everything else. My friends, any effort that we have to take, any 
way that we have to take to find Christ and to increase his presence in our lives will be worth it as we find him and with him find everything else, the joy, the peace, the hope that comes with him. Okay, so let's continue on in the book of Matthew. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, we see such a fundamental scripture to our modern day, latter day belief. Listen to what it says. It says, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, I love this scripture. This was a scripture I used all the time on my mission because it makes it very, very clear here that Christ authorized the disciples. We understand and we know that he was giving them the priesthood and calling them to the discipleship. But even without that understanding, it is very clear that there was something that the Savior had to do so that the disciples were authorized to act in his name. My friends, this is one thing that sets our church apart in very distinct and different ways from other churches and other belief systems. We believe that the power of God is on the earth today, but we believe that it comes through very specific channels. We believe that just as Christ had the power of God, had that priesthood power, and just as he gave that to people in order to authorize them to do his work, we believe that he has restored that power to the earth today and that people have to receive that power in order to go forward and and in order to act on his name and do his work. It doesn't matter that the disciples felt called to the work. It doesn't matter that they had good intentions, that they wanted to teach of Christ. Christ had to give them that power. He had to give them that authority. And that is something that so many incredible followers of Jesus Christ, and I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but so many incredible followers of Jesus Christ don't understand this principle. Just like it says in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 4, no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God as was Aaron. Our Father in heaven has given his power or a portion of his power and authorized a portion of that power to be used in today's day. And we see so clearly that the Savior did that with his 12 apostles. It is a fundamental part of our belief system that we believe that the priesthood of God has been restored and that we believe that God still calls people to act in his name, to teach and testify of him, to heal. We still believe that God calls prophets and apostles on this earth today and gives him a portion of that power. That is so fundamental to our belief system, and I love that we see it right there straight from Christ in the New Testament. And right now, as we are preparing for General Conference, it's a good time to ask ourselves and to renew that testimony in ourselves, that belief that we have that they are prophets and apostles called of God with power and authority from God to act and speak in his name. Now, I'm not saying that they're perfect. I'm not saying that every word that comes out is perfect or that every action that they take is perfect. We don't believe in infallible leadership, but we do believe that God uses mortal men, mortal women to move his work forward and how blessed we are to have prophets and apostles on the earth today to lead us, to guide us, and to teach us more about the Savior, to guide us to him. Pay attention as you read previous conference talks how the prophets and apostles point us to the Savior and pay attention in the conference coming up 
how they teach, testify, and point us to Christ. It is His gospel. It is His teachings, and it is His power and authority. But how grateful I am that we get to experience that teaching, that gospel, that power and authority on the earth today through modern-day prophets and apostles. Elder Uchtdorf once said, God is speaking to us in a consistent voice. God will deal with all the human family equally. We might be in a large ward or a small branch. Our climate or vegetation may differ. The cultural background and language might vary, and the color of our skin could be totally different. But the universal power and blessings of the restored gospel are available to all, irrespective of culture, nationality, political system, tradition, language, economic environment, or education. Today, we have again apostles, seers, and revelators who are watchmen on the tower, messengers of a supernal healing truth. God speaks to us through them. They are profoundly aware of the different circumstances we members are living in. They are in this world, but not of the world. They point the way and they offer help for our difficulties, not through the wisdom of the world, but from an eternal source. Because Heavenly Father loves his children, he has not left them to walk through this mortal life without direction and guidance. My friends, I testify that the Savior in his day called and gave power to the twelve disciples, the twelve apostles. With that power came the responsibility to teach, testify, and guide others to him. In our day, our Father in heaven has given that same power and that same responsibility to the prophets, seers, and revelators that we have on the earth today. If we listen, if we heed them, they will also bless, heal, and lead us to Christ. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, a Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.